episode, I talked to Steven Peleman, who is a sustainability and circular economy expert that recently left his golden cage at Deloitte and started his own venture, Triple Helix. With Triple Helix, Steven plans on building circular and sustainable material companies and using his knowledge and skills to make the world a better place. Earlier this morning, he got a newspaper front page with the announcement of the opening of Sure Pure, a recycling company for polyurethane. Difficult words. I got to know Steven as a participant in my Unplug 48 retreats and must say I find it very hard to put a label on him. He seems to be the ultimate jack of all trades and I'm intrigued and I would like to take this opportunity to get a deeper understanding of who Steven Peleman is what drives him and what we should remember about him. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Steve, let's start with the start. Uh, I got to know you better uh, in one of our retreats for leaders. Uh, I think it, it was in 2019. Uh, yes, March 2019. Um, what made you participate? I'm always intrigued. Um, I think that uh, what you described in the, in the introduction is, is absolutely true. It was also true uh, to myself. I had difficulty of explaining what I was standing for in the sense of, um, you know, the, the, the background, of course, and, and the skill set that you have, but you cannot put a label on it in terms of what do I really want to do? What, what, what would be the one sentence describing what, what is my trade? And I felt that I was uh, at a crossroad in my life at a turning point, not only on a professional, but also on a personal level. And um, because of the description, I thought this would be the occasion to, to finally define what I want to be, what I need to be, uh, where I can be happy and successful at the same time. Um, which which uh, in the end was actually uh, exactly what happened. Uh, it, it helped me take certain decisions. Um, yeah. so. And what do you remember from the weekend? Uh, very intense, uh, but also very fun, uh, first of all, because the, the people within the weekend uh, participating were, were extremely rich in terms of background, but also personality. And I guess uh, after an initial period of, of, you know, getting to know each other a little bit, uh, I know there was at one point a session where, where we really opened it up completely and were very personal. Um, and after that, it was almost like we were family for the rest of the, the three days because it was a, a three-day event. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, the, the the acquaintances that uh, that I made during that weekend was uh, well, th they lasted until today. Uh, yeah, nice. So. And what, yeah. what was the feeling you left home afterwards? Um, I, I didn't know exactly what the solution was, but I, I knew that I needed a solution and that the past was certainly not the solution. Uh, and that was very clear, not only because of the, let's say, the guidance that we got and so the advice that we got, but also the, the feedback from, from other people at the retreat. Um, very open and honest in this is what I believe that you are or are not and need to do and must absolutely quit immediately. <laughs> Um, and it helps you because you you tend to feel, of course, that something's something's off. Mm -hmm. um, but it always helps to to hear the same thing from from people that you respect or come to respect uh, over a short period of time, uh, because you see that you're not the only one struggling with certain decisions, mm -hmm. even though the the context might be totally different. 
Um, okay. So yeah, it was a, it was a, a triggering event, a life changing event for me. Okay, that's uh, two years ago. What happened since then? Um, well, yeah, you start putting everything in perspective, and um, I think because it was March 2019, yeah, it took me a little while to plan ahead and say, okay, if if this is not what I'm supposed to do, then how will I say goodbye to it? Mm -hmm. um, and how would I prepare for something else, even though I'm not sure what, what exactly that is? Um, and it took me a couple of months, but I think over the summer period, I took the decision to, um, to quit Deloitte. Um, and I had a very, very positive uh, conversation with, with uh, the partner at the time, um, who also acknowledged that this is probably not your thing. So uh, <laughs> this is not your cup of tea. You need to do something else. And I said, so we both agreed on that. So that was easy. Um, but because there was not immediately a solution, I, I tried to figure out, okay, what is it that I need to do? And I started preparing by ordering my, my thoughts, if you will, uh, writing a paper uh, in mm -hmm. the Journal of Business Chemistry, which was um, really a, a, a sequence of reflections on, okay, if, if this is the way forward for the chemical industry or for sustainability uh, in general, for that matter, then what what do I need to find there in terms of ingredients that, uh, that we need? And, and so I, I had an idea of, of a couple of things and I, I tried to come up with a solution. If, if you want to do it right uh, mm -hmm. in, in that sense, what would it take? What would be the structure? Uh, and it took a little bit the background in consulting. It took the background that I have uh, or gathered from industry. Uh, I did start a couple of uh, initiatives myself before. So I, I took all of those experiences and said, okay, how can I sort of blend this into something that is me, but also works on the market? Uh, and so I think by October, November 2019, I took the decision to step away, but also to just, you know, uh, try to find seed money for something that doesn't exist yet, which, mm -hmm. is, which is a little bit strange at times. Um, and of course, at the same time, you already have personal commitments, uh, financial commitments that you need mm -hmm. to uh, uh, oblige. <laughs> Uh, by, by January, we found a little bit of money that, uh, that actually started the process of, of where we are today um, in terms of, okay, this is the plan. This is what I think that needs to happen. Okay, and I'm mm -hmm. going to try to build it. Um, yeah. And so a year and a half later, we're, uh, we're building the pieces. We're building the pieces. Yeah. Very nice story. Um, before we go on to what you're actually doing now, I, uh, I'm interested to know I, I told you uh, in the beginning, uh, the golden cage, uh, that's also how I experienced it, you experienced it. <laughs> it's yep. a funny way to say it. Um, what were for you the, the thoughts that made you do it? Um, because it's not easy, eh? and I'm, I'm always saying the longer you stay in there, the more difficult it is. Oh becomes. yeah, absolutely, uh, and, and I think that there's a lot of people out there uh, that spent their life uh, in, in, in being miserable almost. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that, that makes it worthwhile, uh, but it doesn't really, is, is the fact that they can send an invoice at the end of the month or yeah. a, a salary that they can be proud of or a title for that matter. Um, and so, um, yeah, how would I put it? It's... it's hmm. um, it's, it's, it's trying to find your own identity, I guess, at one point. And it's, it's of course, it has to do with, with your professional background and, and, and your education and so on. But it's more about who you are. And um, 
And if you're unhappy, then, then how can you redefine yourself? Mm -hmm. and, and I felt that I just needed to do that because otherwise it would, it would put me in, a, in, in an even worse position. It was not sustainable uh, yeah. from a personal point of view, mostly. Yeah, um, so it's also, it also has to do something with the, the, the pain getting too high? Is, is that what yeah, makes it? Yeah, sense? because yeah, I mean, in, at the end of the day, getting paid is one thing, but uh, is, if ever, everything else falls apart, then what is that worth? Uh, and eventually you will lose that as well, because you cannot be 200% miserable mm -hmm. and then be good at work still. Uh, it's very difficult um, and it, yeah. it will affect your health and so on and so on. So. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's when I left consulting, uh, which was really not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but before I had, uh, I had my career in industry and I really enjoyed it from a technical, from an economic point of view. It was like very rewarding, very interesting. You had a little bit of prestige, but there's also a limited amount of freedom. Uh, the bigger mm -hmm. the company gets and the more financial it is run. Um, and also that is something that just didn't work in time. I, I needed to be authentic. I, mm. I needed to speak my mind, even though politically that was not the right decision to, to take. Yeah. Uh, but you, it's, it's, it's something personal. You just have to do this. There's people who can, who can be very quiet and very uh, disagreeing with certain mm -hmm. things that are happening in a company and, and be politically okay with it. Um, mm -hmm. But that's something that doesn't work for me. So. Yeah. I kind of recognize myself in yeah, that situation. Uh, I think whenever you are uh, politically not very strong, you should become an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, and, and I think <laughs> it has to do with authentic leadership and, and, and serving leadership. Um, yeah. So it's, you want something uh, that needs to happen and you cannot do it on your own. So you need to build alliances. Uh, but it's not about your ego because as soon as it starts being about your ego, um, there's going to be envy, you're going to have adversaries and so on and so on. And it doesn't mean that I won't have adversaries in the future, but, but at least it's, it's kept to a minimum based mm. on uh, not wanting to stand out as a person, but, but based on what you're doing together. Yeah. And uh, what's your advice to other people who are, because I, I really believe there's many out there who are in exactly in your situation, but they don't dare to jump. What's your advice? It's, it's you, well, it, it, it depends upon your uh, religious uh, beliefs and, and yeah. <laughs> philosophical beliefs, but I think there's only one life. And if there's something else afterwards, then fine, then we'll, we'll discover it afterwards. Uh, time is precious and, and happiness is, is uh, and, and feeling balanced is, is probably the most cherishable value uh, to, uh, to achieve or chase. So as soon as you feel something is not right, then, then take a decision to, to change what you think yeah. uh, without having ma magic recipes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so today you are a CEO, but not the chief executive officer, but the circular executive officer. Can you explain <laughs> um, to me, I heard many times about circular economy, but I always like to have it explained Yeah. in a very simple, explain it to your grandmother way. Uh, yeah, well, that takes a little bit of remembering. But Imagine um, I'm, I'm your grandmother. 
<laughs> there is a thought. Uh, well, first of all, the, the, the title, it's not about the title. The, the problem is that um, you can call yourself a managing partner and then everyone thinks, oh, that, that's a consulting or, or an, advis uh, an advisory uh, mm -hmm. company. Uh, that's why I changed the title a little bit. Um, but I think CEO is something for major corporations, uh, not for you know, 20 people uh, mm -hmm. that uh, have an office in a shoebox. <laughs> it's a beautiful office there. But, um, so no, the title is not important. Um, what we want to do is, is actually achieve things that help put a circular economy into place. And what is that? It's an economy where we have less emissions and we produce less waste. Um, it is almost the, the flip side of our normal linear economy that says, okay, as soon as someone says this is end of life, then we start uh, discovering solutions uh, that, that actually mean that something is not end of life. So mm -hmm. every material product deserves a second chance, if, if I can put it like that. And somehow our society and economy is not organized like that. No. We get all products to our front door delivered by whomever. And then as soon as something is um, end of life, because we yeah. think we can, uh, we can no longer use it, then it becomes a waste uh, issue mm -hmm. or stream. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, mm -hmm. It's certainly not true for the materials that we use, but it's also not true for the, uh, for the products themselves. Perhaps someone else can make use of it. Yeah. Um, and we take it down to a very, uh, how, how would I put it, a, a very complex level of detail in the sense that we also want to reuse certain molecules mm -hmm. uh, if, the, if there is no longer a need to, to use the material. Yeah. Um, so it's really putting a reverse economy into place, pretty yeah. simply. <laughs> reverse economy is <laughs> it's not a grammar. <laughs> and and uh, why is that important? Why can't we just say, okay, end of life, done, trash? Uh, well, f we've all seen that, there's, that there is an issue with, with global warming or climate change mm -hmm. at large. Um, it's, it's very hard denying this, mm -hmm. uh, even though some people are still trying to. Uh, and what we're certainly uh, seeing is, is that there's waste pollution all over the planet, not only in the oceans, but, but mainly in the oceans as well. So if, if you see that um, temperatures rising at a rate that will uh, put certain uh, areas of the world in, in problems, uh, and if you're seeing that um, probably by 2050, there might be an issue that there's more waste or plastic waste in the ocean than there's fish, well, then, uh, then I think, and, and it's a projection, of course, but, mm -hmm. but that, that's the level of, of, of issue that we're facing. Uh, so I think uh, if then you can apply everything you know from industry or from the financial world, from whatever, uh, and you can, you can try to help solve these things, then uh, first of all, there's a business case, but also you're, do you're doing something more than it's just your job. Mm -hmm. um, it's a personal belief, it's, it's a goal, it's, a, it's an ambition. Uh, and it, uh, you know, what, how do they call it? Find your ikigai? Yes. Well, that's, that's what I get out of bed for in the morning. So. Your ikigai. Yeah. And um, where, where did your passion start for uh, sustainability and circular economy? Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not a tree hugger, as they call it. Yeah. Um, but uh, of course, I, w I was a ski racer. Uh, uh, until very recently and um, w obviously we've seen over the last 30-35 years that uh, glaciers are melting away. Mm -hmm. uh, the winter season has become shorter and has shifted a little bit uh, mm. later in the year. Um, th there really is an issue and of course it's, it's not just about skiing because that would be a little bit 
uh, egoistic. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and a luxury problem. Uh, but uh, no, we're seeing the impact on, on our planet um, with all the negative consequences. Uh, and, and that for me was, was the trigger point. And I, I remember a very specific event when I was, I, I usually go to Chamonix in summer. And yeah. uh, I, was, I was climbing up the, the opposite uh, flank of, of Mont Blanc. And I was looking at the Mer de Glace, the glacier, and uh, it was totally gone in summer. Wow. There was no snow left on yeah. that side, all the way up to, let's say, the mountain ridge that's actually the, the, the border with Italy. And when I was, was a little that? bit shocked. Uh, it was 2018, I think. Uh, oh. Yeah. And I remember skiing down there uh, two, two years earlier. I mean, yeah, two years earlier. And so yeah. in the span of two years, everything was gone. And I remember one of the guides at the time telling me that probably his children would, would not see the glacier anymore. So that's, that's how fast it's it goes. Um, yeah, so, and, and that was a shock because you know that something is yeah. going on in, environmentally. Um, but then being, being faced with it in, in such a flagrant way was, was for me the trigger point. Okay, the industry that I'm working in and the functional area that I'm working in, I can actually do something to contribute to at least a partial mm -hmm. solution. So, and that was for me the decision, um, the decision. So actually the thought process probably started there and then uh, came to the, yeah. the three day event and that's... Uh, the, now it's materializing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's your dream? My dream is to, um, to get back to the mountains uh, and be able to say, uh, and, and perhaps also a little bit be recognized for that, but, Let's say being able to say that at least I, I did something that uh, had a significant impact on, on mm -hmm. turning the tide. Um, when I'm old and, you know, yeah. <laughs> sitting on my, my porch uh, somewhere in the mountains, uh, yeah, that, that will be, and that would probably be um, the point where I can be proud and say, okay, I did something for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so instead of making it worse, trying to turn the tide and, and turn things around, because I do think we have the resourcefulness as, as mankind to solve things as well. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. So you said, um, I want to solve it and I want to be recognized for it. Is how important is recognition for you? <laughs> Today so you were in the newspaper, so it should have been a good day. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, it's not about me, but it obviously it strokes <laughs> your ego a little bit. Um, and, and as long as it enables me to talk to the right people, uh, people with influence and resources to get things done, then that's fine. Do, do I really want to be uh, uh, in front of a camera, apart from uh, now, mm -hmm. of course, but uh, no, that's, that's not what this is about. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's more sort of proof that, okay, I think I've done something and, and I've achieved something in the end. Mm -hmm. And if other people uh, can, can sort of say, yeah, <laughs> you're not lying then yeah okay okay and will we survive as a species uh, long run um, I'm not sure if we uh, it depends really will we survive on this planet as a species no I think we will have to move elsewhere partly at least but that's not for tomorrow um, if we don't change our behavior, it will get very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and geologically, how long have we been around um, as compared to the rest of the universe? How relevant are we <laughs> as a species? <laughs> uh, 
It's an interesting one. Yeah. Difficult to predict, but if we don't change our behavior, we will make it very difficult for, for a lot of people to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is clear. Okay. And with behavior, do you mainly mean you and me or, or the industries or, or what do you feel is the biggest? All of us, I guess, uh, there's this, this term uh, global citizenship. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, on many occasions, all of us have forgotten this. For anyone listening to the podcast with too much money, what would be your uh, elevator pitch? <laughs> Why should they give money to you? Well, let's say that at the heart of what we want to do is, is to create circular material chains. So making sure that materials stay within our economy without ending up incinerated or on waste streams. Um, what you're actually investing in is a paradigm shift. It's not about the technology. It's not about the different companies that we mm -hmm. want to uh, establish. It's about do you feel that this is an economic model that takes into account science, uh, a social aspect, but also economics mm -hmm. that can make this happen. That is the most important element for investors. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Um, you draw on your website, you draw the parallel between skiing <laughs> and business. It has to do with balance, balancing. Yes. Can you explain that? Um, yeah, uh, let's say that skiing is, or ski racing at least, is, uh, it's a very complex movement. It, it has a couple of degrees of freedom, if you will, um, that, that will uh, determine whether it, where you make a good turn and, and a, at a speedy turn. And I, th I think business is a little bit the same. Uh, you have forces uh, pulling you to one side and forces pulling to another side. And it's, it's a matter of how you juggle all of those to stay in balance and, and get to where you want to go mm -hmm. um, and, and achieve your goals. So yes, it has to do with discipline uh, in a physical but also in a mental way. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, we overstress the importance of the of the analytical part of the brain uh, we're all left left side dominant uh, or dominated uh, perhaps <laughs> uh, and we we often forget the creative side that that, that mm -hmm. actually allows you to deal with, uh, with with chaos with with uncertainty and so on mm -hmm. uh, but also to come up with uh, with creative solutions to to problems mm -hmm. um, and exactly the same holds true for for uh, any athletic discipline uh, it's not only skiing yeah. Um, if, if you just master the, uh, the mechanics, you're not going to get to the top. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of that. Yeah. Um, Being able to use creativity and technical yeah. knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. That's a skill you... Uh well, uh, I, I always uh, think that my, my dad was a professional musician. Uh, oh. trumpet player and my mother was a textile artist uh, so yeah. I've never been able to explain exactly what I was doing uh, <laughs> while at university or in, in my job anyway. uh, but that was also not not that important but I probably got a little bit of the creative uh, side from from them mm -hmm. uh, and like like many other engineers and, and uh, business economics students I, I got the rest uh, while studying and, and, and working but it, it's only very recently that I found out that the balance between those two is extremely important yeah. and use it uh, in the right way. Yeah. Um, you, um, you describe yourself often as uh, slightly too very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the Gordon how, Ramsay of the corporate world. <laughs> how would you say that's uh, an asset to be crazy? Uh, because it, it uh, oh, I guess that you need a little bit of guts to, to, to do certain things, to take certain decisions or uh, to stop thinking too much. Um, you, you can try to rule out everything that can go wrong, but in, in, in real life it doesn't work like that. And then it helps you to just take a decision from time to time or do something where a lot of people would say, this is either irresponsible or extremely risky. Mm -hmm. But it is probably uh, the starting point for something that uh, in the end you can be proud of and other people will say, well done, I, I, I wouldn't have the guts to do it. Mm -hmm. Not that the latter is, is that important, but uh, that's how it starts usually. So yeah, it helps. Yeah, <laughs> craziness to take uh, risky decisions that might be Yeah, up. it's a calculated risk. It's a little bit like mountaineering. Uh, mm -hmm. do, do, do climbers know that uh, things are dangerous up there? Uh, obviously, uh, if they don't realize that, then they're, they're fools. Uh, but, but you know that it's dangerous, so you know that there's risk involved and mm -hmm. it can go wrong. Um, and, and pretty much the same holds true for, for entrepreneurs. You know that it's not going to be easy and mm -hmm. there's going to be risks. Okay. Um, you are, or you were, I don't know, a jack of all trades, yeah, doing a lot of things, your business, ski, Cassandra, circular economy, even being in politics. Ooh, how, yeah. do you, how do you keep focused? Uh, I think my focus is, is, is pretty clean in the sense that I use technology and uh, business economics to solve certain things. Mm -hmm. So my functional area, innovation and go-to-market, has always been there. Mm -hmm. My industry, um, let's say that it's always been related to technology as, yeah. as a, a carrier, if you will. Um, all the other things are things that I need to be in balance. Uh, for instance, Cassandra yeah. was, was my design logo. Uh, or label that was just because I felt that sometimes my my, uh, my balance wasn't there and I needed to do something creative uh, yeah. at the side um, politics is is a way to to get to know people um, but this is really not my my cup of tea either because mm -hmm. it's, it's a very hard world and it's um, and I know if I can say that but it's it's not always uh, authentic or people behave mm -hmm. in a non-authentic way Mm -hmm. uh, but it was very interesting to, to uh, learn this by doing it. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I, I, I do want to, I do want to taste things instead of saying that this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I want to try stuff. And is that related to the craziness perhaps? Mm -hmm. uh, so in, in that sense, yes, perhaps I was a jack of all trades, but um, that's, that's more my curiosity that needs to be uh, yeah. sparked and fed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also recognize myself in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the biggest misconception about you? Um, oh, uh, I, I guess there's a lot of people you either love me or hate me. Um, and I guess that certainly in the past, uh, people found me either too conceptual or perhaps even a little bit arrogant. Um, whereas I'm actually really, really shy. Mm. <laughs> and this is something that many people say, what, you? But it, it's really true. If I can talk about what I know very well, mm -hmm. then there is no issue. I can talk in, in front of a couple hundred people. But 
uh, put me in a room where I don't feel at home. And then five is probably already intimidating me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a very shy person, but there's some things that I just need to do. And so yeah. th that helps me to overcome that. Yeah, so would you love or hate networking events? Um, <laughs> uh, mostly hate. I, I'm really not good at rubbernecking and, and uh, walking up to people and say, okay, hey, I'm Steven and, and perhaps uh, we should talk about something. Uh, <laughs> that is oh, awful. If they approach me for some reason, then I'm yeah. happy to talk for two hours about my subject because I'm yeah. passionate about it. Uh, so LinkedIn helps me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, what's the one compliment you got that you will always remember? Um, I think it was in the in the period that I um, left Huntsman uh, that uh, it was actually someone who reported into me and said. You're a bit like a toll. So someone pushes you over and, and you sort of bounce back every time, time and again. Um, so there's a certain re resilience in, uh, in, in who I am and, and what I think is important. So I never lost my integrity or my authenticity. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to, to bounce back every time. Not mm -hmm. that it was easy, uh, always. Yeah. But, uh, so I guess that's, yeah, it has to do with, with uh, an implicit form of, of honesty, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I hate people who are dishonest and fake. I, yeah. I really have difficulty with people who are fake. So you uh, must hate a lot of people. Uh, no, because fake <laughs> is, is wasted energy. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I try to avoid them. I If I can move my way around them, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't like neg negative energy. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. What's the um, hardest lesson life has taught you? Um, you only appreciate what you have uh, when you've lost everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've basically lost everything at one point, um, not only uh, in a financial or reputational way, but, but, but really the fact that I was, uh, when, I, when I got, uh, well, I wasn't married, but let's say divorced. Mm -hmm. I, I only saw my daughter for, for two days every two weeks and I didn't have the money to buy clothes, not even food at one point. Um, so now when people are talking and you know, investing 50 million in a, in, a, in a production plant, I'm like, yeah, I'll have to find that money. Uh, what is the risk? I've, I've had much worse. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a lesson in life that you can you can have a very that like the golden cage. Does that really exist? Do you really have certainty nowadays that you will be taken care of in, in that golden cage or by that golden cage? Mm -hmm. I, I found out that I well, at least I didn't have that uh, fallback scenario. So mm -hmm. uh, but it's you reach such a, a um, it's a catharsis almost because you, you, you go rock bottom and there's two ways you can do you can either let yourself go, um, which, which can mean a lot of things, or you can pick yourself up and, and start rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And uh, after a difficult period, that's what I tried to do. Yeah. Um, Does it give you strength to know that you have been rock bottom? 
and that actually you you've survived. <laughs> yeah, 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 but no, no, it's and it, at one point it was very close to not surviving, I guess. Um, so yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, it it makes you um, not immune, but it makes you a lot stronger to 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 setbacks. Mm -hmm. And certainly, if you can tie this to uh, an understanding of okay, I need to focus on where I want to go, and and almost picturing that I'm already there. Mm -hmm. uh, then you, you you sort of fill yourself with with positive energy, mm -hmm. and I know it it sounds cheesy, but the, it's it's how I got uh, yeah. on top of things. So. Okay, thank you. Um, ah, who would you like to have dinner with, dead or alive? Uh, I well, apart from the practicalities, I have a, an enormous admiration for someone like Stephen Hawking. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, me too. Which is an obvious one, I guess, but uh, yeah, that, that just uh, amazes me because for me, this is proof that um, intelligence in a non-physical form, but still human, mm -hmm. somehow exists. He mm -hmm. actually didn't need a body anymore to do what he, what he did. Um, how would a perfect day look for you? Oh, um, waking up... Um, Looking through the window and seeing uh, the mountains mm -hmm. would be uh, something that makes me happy instantly. Uh, then uh, a nice firm shot of coffee, uh, mm -hmm. a little espresso. Um, and then um, ideally, because of, of and yeah, it has to do with, uh, with COVID, of course, uh, you never take time to, to have breakfast with your family. And for some reason, we were, we were able to do this for a while. Uh, and I, uh, I cherish those perhaps 10 minutes to, to, you know, to enjoy something together and, and then uh, kick off the day. So that would be uh, absolutely part of it, uh, my daughter and my wife, of course. Uh, and then oh, be in and out of meetings that actually achieve something. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, taking decisions, taking decisions, doing stuff, getting things done uh, together creating mm -hmm. things, um, have a nice meal, mm -hmm. <laughs> I like to eat, uh, and then enjoy the, the camaraderie of, of, of colleagues and friends uh, with whom you can have a glass in the evening or, or do something together or do some sports. Uh, but it would, it would always be a combination of um, social life at home with your family and still do a little bit of work, but in yeah. a, let's say, something that delivers something, but also in a creative way. Um, I love the outdoors, so if I can tie that element, and I know a day is 24 hours, so. Yeah. Uh, and then also have the time to, to, to enjoy uh, the, the friendship of, of an amazing group of people that I have, uh, that I'm fortunate to have around me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. You said you'd like to eat. What would be your, uh, your last soup supper? <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of, of, of uh, the Japanese kitchen, but uh, let's say that um, uh, Sauminière, uh, Belgian style, would also be uh, on my favorite list. Um, and then a, a nice, strong uh, glass of wine. Yeah. And if, if there's a very good tiramisu, then it's very difficult to... <laughs> Yeah, to keep away it's your last everyone. supper, so you can <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, load like a bit before. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, you you've had uh, you you had quite a lot of different experience in in your life. What is your biggest frustration in your life? Uh, I guess that up to a certain point, uh, which is not that long ago, I, I never understood why I um, ran into difficulties with, with certain people. Um, it was making me feel a little bit uh, as if I was outside of, of, of the normal world. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't understand why, why I got into conflicts, because I don't like conflict, and still I got into conflict with people. And it was my uh, actually my partner uh, Jan who who explained me they don't necessarily want to be in conflict with you but they they don't understand what you mean mm -hmm. um, and so if this is your customer you, you obviously have an issue if this is your coworker you you might have an issue um, and that's when I started thinking okay perhaps I need to be a little bit more clear in, in, in who I am and what I want to do and, and how I communicate it so it's, mm -hmm. it's this dimension of creating rapport with people. Um, I thought that people uh, just in instantly knew what I was mm -hmm. talking about or feeling or whatever. Yeah. And that was not the case. Mm -hmm. And so I was frustrated because I, I felt that I didn't belong anywhere mm -hmm. uh, or in a, in a certain group. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little bit of time and in the end you, you, well, you realize that you don't necessarily need to belong to anything because if you do what you have to do, then people will, will try to belong to what you're doing. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Write your own story. Yep. And they will follow. Yep. Um, what's the best advice you got from someone? Mm. <laughs> Move on, never look back. Stop worrying. Worrying hasn't solved anything in the world. So. Do you remember who gave you the advice? It's, uh, it's let's say, an aggregated uh, advice from a couple yeah. of people that basically uh, said, stop worrying, stop uh, being uh, anxious about certain things, stop wanting too much as well. Mm. Um, it, it will happen. Mm -hmm. Focus on, on what you want and, and picture you're already there and then it will happen. Yeah. So stop chasing. Yeah. It, the law of attraction. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult. I find that extremely it's, it's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because yeah, start picture where you want to be, but imagine you're already there. Mm -hmm. Is is it's a tricky exercise. It's not that easy. And and of course you have day to day uh, challenges, and everyone needs to pay the bills and so on and so on. And you do have time pressure for certain things that need to, to be handled. Um, so we're, we're very easily distracted from our goals. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have to say that as soon as you start realizing that, you know, screw it, I'm just going to do what I think I have to do. Yeah. Life is so much easier and so more pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> and trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. <laughs> how, how abstract uh, that might be, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's some, something I can uh, practice as well. Because and and absolutely. Don't, uh, how would I put it, D don't, don't think of what other people might say or think. Mm -hmm. They're not defining you, you define you. Mm -hmm. um, and so if something's not standard or some, something is 
falls out of the normal thing that people do and so on. Mm. That's, oh, Have yeah. you ever struggled with that? Oh yeah, constantly. Oh. You came across to me as someone who, who didn't really care what people were thinking. Yeah, yeah but th it, it's the same with, with being shy, even though very few people know this or see this. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Of course you're influenced by what other people say and think because it, it does... I mean, that's why I'm not good for politics, because I don't have a thick skin. Mm -hmm. Because you always assume that people intend right, yeah. uh, or, or try to do good, but not everyone's like that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can get hurt. Um, yeah. It, uh, being honest makes you vulnerable, but I think it's still the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah, indeed, especially when you say, I, I don't really have a thick skin, but people don't realize that, mm -hmm. then it's very tricky. Yeah, yeah because, and, and, and I know that I can be very direct and, and, yeah. and, and sometimes a little bit firm in my opinions. Mm -hmm. So if then people don't see that you're actually very, mm -hmm. you know, then, uh, then you, you get hit back with things that are not necessarily meant the way they come mm -hmm. out, but uh, it, it does affect you, of course. Yeah, yeah. so do, do you then try to... I don't know, um, let them realize that, that you, your skin is thinner than they think, because oh. otherwise that will happen, of course. I'd, I'd like that, but I, I also learned that trying to explain yourself is, is probably a waste of effort. Mm -hmm. There's probably people who pick up on your vibe immediately, mm -hmm. and it's perhaps better to focus on those and yeah. look for those people. Mm -hmm. um, as much as I'd like to explain still yeah uh, I've, I've let go of, of that a little bit mm -hmm. and that's perhaps lesson two letting go is is equally important as as finding the right focus yeah okay if life uh is a book how would the chapter you're in now be called prelude Pre <laughs> prelude <laughs> <laughs> only the beginning yep <laughs> nice so still many chapters to write I hope so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, then uh, I got to the last question. Imagine you are 65, you're now 48, seven, yeah. Um How do you hope your life would be? <laughs> uh, I'd probably, uh, I, ha I have my home base here in Belgium. Uh, but I would probably spend a lot of time back in the mountains with uh, my wife, the two dogs and two donkeys. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not a joke. I, I really would like to have two donkeys. Okay. Um, I would still travel back and forth uh, and also, of course, uh, make sure that I have time for my daughter mm -hmm. um, and be involved in, in wherever I can help to, to, to do the work that I'm doing now, but perhaps at a different uh, rhythm or in, in you know, Someone, someone else can take over. The younger generation will, will probably have taken over the, uh, the company uh, that we're building right now, mm -hmm. but still be uh, sort of a coach and an advisor and, and ideally a source of inspiration. If I, can, if I could stay uh, in, in that role, I would be very, very happy. I first mm -hmm. need to get into that role, but then uh, yeah. that would be marvelous. Yeah. Okay, thanks. On that note, thank you very much. Eva, pleasant. I wish you. you all the luck with your new venture with Sure Pure. Molecules as a service and Sure Pure is the first, uh, ah, yeah, uh, the first initiative. So yeah. True. Yeah. And uh, if anyone out there 
believe in Steven Spirit, just uh, let me know and I'll get you in touch. Superb, thank you. <laughs>